Welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jitter Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and my co-host, among co-hosts, well, I've already screwed it up, but he is the co-host on the West Coast, and his name is Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. Gotta it's Monday this. night already. We got to figure this thing out. Your levels are always a lot uh, higher than mine. I don't know what to do about that. Well, that's because I, I spoke louder to, to welcome the listener to the show. Normally, I would speak in a lower refrain, kind of like around here. And if I really get uh, excited, I might go into pilot mode and just be like, hello, Greg. We're on this journey through time and space for the next 30 minutes. We're going to take you on the power half hour. I like that. I also have to keep my uh, attempt to keep my volume down because I have a four-year-old right above me trying to go to sleep. So, such is the life. But I digress. We're not here to talk about kids. Uh, almost called your mic, Chad. <laughs> We're here to talk about masks. I know they've been a, a hot button uh, topic all summer long. Just like that Kid Rock song from a few years ago. Uh, but we're not talking about those masks. We're not talking about pandemic masks. We're talking about pop culture masks, Chad. Would you say that the mask maketh the man or the other way around? Well, I think that depends on the mask and the man. Because, you know, you look at somebody like Green Lantern as Ryan Reynolds told us, or actually Blake Lively told us mm -hmm. in the Green Lantern movie, what, you put a, you cover your eyes and you think, I don't know who you are. Right. So, you know, that mask really doesn't do much to hide his secret identity, but other masks may, may do so. And, uh, you know, like Batman, like Bruce Wayne, if he had a different mask, if he had a full on bat face, would it be the same as just his his cow that he has? And I also think, you know, as far as full face coverings, uh, let's go to the opposite uh, company. And like uh, Black Panther had a full face covering. And, and of course, in, in the comics, at least early on in the comics, as, as they all were, it was just a piece of cloth, right? And, and to an extent, you know, Spider-Man still maintains that cloth mask, but... It's just not as much fun for, I think, the uh, uh, viewing audience in 2018, 19, 20, whatever it is, to just see somebody pull uh, a piece of cloth over their over their face. So, you know, at least in the Black Panther movie, they uh, gave him some, you know, gave, gave the suit, you know, the, the suit is part of the power. And, uh, you know, with, with the touch of a button or however it works, uh, you know, he, he has the... Uh, nanite cloth, whatever you call it, that uh, you know covers the face. So there are all various types of masks, and that's what we're going to talk about this uh, this episode, Chad. With your permission. Yeah. Now speaking on that, though, you know that's one thing. You, I mean, you and I have discussed. I am not a Marvel fanatic, and I have issues with a lot of Marvel films, but the fact that. Uh, as you mentioned, Black Panther's mask is very similar to Iron Man's mask, to Star-Lord's mask, where they just seem to hit this button and this giant metal, you know, contraption opens up and gives them a mask. So I find these to be very um, implausible 
and they take me out of the film. And I think uh, Marvel needs to be more realistic in their filmmaking. But I also like all these masked superheroes who take their masks off when they're around people, such as Spider-Man and other ones that I can't think of right now, Venom and Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I don't know. that. You know, the whole fact of having a secret identity seems to uh, be lost on the movie-going superheroes. Yeah, the, the and it's not, like, look, it's not Tom Holland's fault. Uh, it's the writers, right? Like, why would you take your mask off? I would say the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think part of that, correct me if I'm wrong, since you have uh, insider knowledge, but they're paying, like, the same reason why they, you know, Marvel created the, the technology, which isn't much technology, I'll admit. It's a dark room with a camera on <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s. We're paying for Robert Downey Jr. We're gonna, we're not gonna not have him in half the movie. You know, so you come up with right, a, you I, come up with another way to, you know, kind of get inside the suit, inside the mask. Yeah, and I think it was when Ben Affleck did Daredevil, the studio wanted to see more of his face, and he had to come out and say, "Like, look, no, he wears a mask so that people don't recognize him." Right, and uh, that's the whole point of these masked heroes. But yes, when you're paying a ton of money, you want to make sure that because uh, it's like. Uh, the Mandalorian, for example, speaking of masks. Pedro Pascal. Although another mask that apparently he doesn't do a whole lot of the filming. Right. From uh, one report that I read. He's more just the voice, and I, it's his stunt double that I is under that. the mask a lot of times. And you only see his face. Spoiler. If you haven't watched uh, the first season of Mandalorian, it's my <laughs> opinion you're missing out. Uh, I don't know, Chad, who you have had a sour uh impression of uh, Star Wars as of late. I don't know if you share that opinion or if you have a different opinion. I welcome your opinion as I always do. Um, but yeah, so spoiler for the very end of The Mandalorian is that, yeah, you finally see Pedro Pascal's face. My dog's trying to drink my water. Get out of here with that. You got your own water. This is human water. Do you, I don't remember him taking off the mask. I'm, I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that right towards the end, when he was so beat up and damaged, that uh, uh, you know they she um, I think Cara Dune maybe uh, or someone took off his mask, took off his helmet, I should say, uh, to you know reveal just a, a beaten you know to a pulp type of uh, face from Pedro Pascal. I might be wrong. I might be misremembering. That's entirely possible. We know I have a crap memory. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, it's been, you know, almost a year since I watched The Mandalorian. Um, good show. I'm wait, waiting on season two to come out. But uh, I didn't, to my knowledge, the first time that I saw his face was in the community uh, script reading that they did oh. <laughs> right towards the beginning of uh, lockdown where he took the role that was played by, um, I can't believe I, I Chevy Chase. I can't, no, he, um, the guy that played Boyd in Justified. Uh, not uh, kills uh, me that I can't think of Tim, Timothy Oliphant. No, no, the other guy. In I know, Justified. Okay, so and I know, I know the, I know the face, but I don't know. I never knew that actor's name, so that's okay. 
Yeah, I don't. I, it, he's on the unicorn now on CBS. If you want to watch him, but yeah, he Pedro because he was busy and couldn't re um, be there for the table read. Mm-hmm. They got Pedro Pascal. He was the guy who was like the, the was he the executor of the will of the will. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so and if you haven't watched the community read along, the fact that when they get to the bequeathing of the uh, <laughs> gifts, uh, apparently. Pedro Pascal had not read the script and um, kind of loses it for about five minutes. <laughs> I remember that. I did. Uh, shout out to uh, my co-host of the year at Nerds United, Mike Luther, who actually got me onto a community. So I watched it uh, and and watched it all relatively quickly, right out uh, maybe just a, a hair before the pandemic and into you know the first month or so before I finished it. Good show, fun show. I, it's one of those that I feel bad that it uh, it it uh, I, I slept on it for so long. But not too many masks in community. Pedro Pascal, however, did have the the helmet in Mandalorian. And while we're in the Star Wars universe, I think you could make a, a case, an argument for other famous masks like uh, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and if you have to go there, Kylo Ren. True, true. And, you know, if you want to bring it even to a, a more realistic thing, you have Chewbacca and C-3PO. Because... Well, her face coverings. Uh, I mean, in the real world, not in the Star Wars. Universe. I'm not talking about real world. We're all we're all in on this in, on the universe right now, sir. Well, and then you okay? Then you have Bush. I think that's the correct pronunciation. When Princess Leia shows up at Jabba's palace in disguise. Spoiler for anybody who's not seen Return of the Jedi in the last <gasps> forty years. What? Yes. Actually, it's been a minute since I've seen Jedi. I probably need to go back and rewatch that one. It's great. It has Ewoks. Chad, people are unsubscribing by the <laughs> tens now because of that comment. You are killing us with your <laughs> with your hot takes, your unpopular opinions. <laughs> I, I just say things to get a reaction. I put oh, it through watching social media. It works. It works. Chad, uh, I think you are what uh, the internet kids call a troll. Have you seen Troll 2? Uh, I have, and because of it, my son <laughs> makes the little horns uh, with his fingers and goes, rock and roll, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So, All right. As long as he doesn't pee on the table. No, not on the table. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Anyway, back to mass. Yeah. So, uh, well, and real quick, uh, Walton Goggins is the actor whose name I cannot recall, thanks to IMDb and... Uh, that's not it's knowledge. Yes, Walton Goggins, who, if you're not familiar with him, great actor, and uh, you should just watch everything that he is in. Has a, uh, a lot of times he doesn't wear a mask, but no, has a very definitive look, you know, very intense eyes, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I don't, he would be a very good, like, side villain in a Super Bowl. In Super Bowl, in a superhero movie, I think. In a Super Bowl. He, he would be a very good assistant coach. Well, he was coach. in Ant-Man. That's right. I vaguely remember that. Wait, who was he in Ant-Man? He's not the guy trying to, to buy the technology or something. I don't know. I, I don't know his name. I, he wasn't the guy who played just, Yellow Jacket. No, no. Okay. It was like the other... Secondary villain in the Ah, movie. okay. All right. 
Well, another place that uh, another realm, another pop culture phenomenon, if you will, that celebrates uh, the um, creativity of the mask is professional wrestling. And uh, if you don't mind getting into a little bit more uh, history of of uh, the masks there, that that you can you can enlighten some of our people who may not be as familiar with what they call you know being under under a hood. Um, I just know you know the Mexican sport of lucha libre seems to be the I don't I don't know if that was the founding of the mask wrestler, but a lot of the lucha doors do uh, do wear the mask and that. You know, it's kind of spilled over into the American independent scene because um, I think trying to think offhand other than uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., who actually started as a luchador, I'm hard pressed to think of any other current mainstream masked wrestlers other than player Uno or evil Uno and AEW. What, um, Ray, Phoenix, and, Ray Phoenix or Pentagon? Aren't they? Oh yeah, those two. They're they're luchadors. Yeah. See, I told you, I, I my brain are, goes numb when are they you called, ask me a question. Are they called the Lucha Brothers or Lucha Bros? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I remember them from oddly enough a, a promotion that had numerous uh, masked wrestlers, and that was Lucha Underground. So correct. Yeah, which I believe you can find on Netflix if you never watched it. But you can't don't quote me on that. And I actually I, I stumbled across it on uh, Tubi. Remember back in the day when we first mm. started and we watched a movie on Tubi? Well, I've still got the yes. service. <laughs> I watched uh, something the other day on Tubi. It's it's a good source. Yo, you know, mm. um, I found on. Do you have HBO Max? While we're having a production, I do not yet. Okay, I believe it's HBO Max that has Jojo Rabbit on there. So. Oh, yes, because it did premiere a couple weeks, which if you've not seen Jojo Rabbit, great film. I do plan on watching it. Um, we might have to talk about that one in uh, in a future episode, since we occasionally talk about movies and such. Um, yeah. So I know, like, so for me, and, and I know you mentioned Rey Mysterio, of course, in WCW, he was Rey Mysterio Jr., but uh, the... The heyday of WCW back in the late 90s had a a very strong core of uh, cruiserweights or luchadors. And uh, one of my favorites was La Parca. Yes, the chairman, chairman. of WCW. And uh, um, you had uh, Juventud Guerrera. Guerrero. Guerrera, as it was. Uh, also, okay. um, Psychosis was another good one. Ult- yes. Ultimo uh, Dragon. Tell tell the uh, maybe the casual wrestling fan the uh, significance of the mask because that's part of your as a wrestler. That's part of your identity. Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure again in the Mexican tradition there is probably more to the mask. I would think that the the mask allows it to uh, allows one to achieve fame but still keep anonymity when walking around in public, unless you're someone like Santos, who, uh, believe it, his name is Santos, uh, El Santo. legendary Mexican, El Santo, that's it, um, who would walk around with his mask on and was buried in his mask, or in the Japanese 
um, case, uh, the great Sasuke, or Sasuke, who was elected to Japanese parliament and wore the mask um, <laughs> while he was an elected official. And That's I would give anything for someone in the American realm to be elected to Congress or Senate and show up in the mask. That is badass. Um, and even, you know, then when you take off the mask, you can become a different identity. For example, going back to AEW, um, one of their popular stars right now is a guy by the name of freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Oh. And uh, he has a, tradi- has a history of being a masked luchador in the Chikara promotion. But I will not spoil his identity on air. Will you tell me off air? I'll tell you off air. But yeah, that's uh, you know, and I am a huge fan of in the wrestling realm of uh, of the masked wrestlers. I have a collection of of masks that I've bought from uh, performers who uh, sell replica masks. I've also made my own masks um, because that's how big of a dork I am when it comes to wrestling. So uh, there's a guy from the St. Louis region. Uh, his name is Hunter Johnson. He, he is, he is or was the booker for ring of honor and he wrestled under a mask by the name of delirious. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I made a bought, you know, a, a generic mask and then modified it to look like, Delirious. I've met him on a couple of occasions. I, um, he was impressed. He seemed to be, and I got made fun of at a Ring of Honor show by a guy who was beating up Delirious. You can ask Kevin Huntsberger of my one two three cents about that because he said that was worth the price of admission alone for the show. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I also another one of my favorite performers who isn't who doesn't perform as much anymore. Uh, is the guy by the name of Shark Boy, hmm. who uh, did not team up with Lava Girl, and in fact actually sued the makers of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, um, and and I believe won. So, which will be interesting because I believe Netflix is doing a new version of Shark Boy and Lava Girl next year. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, if you can find it, I believe it's TNA. NWA TNA episode nine, when they were doing the weekly pay-per-views, um, Shark Boy is wrestling the Amazing Red. They cut to the crowd as Shark Boy is about to come out. There's a guy in full-on Shark Boy costume. I'm not going to say that it is me under the costume, but I'm also not going to say that it's not me. I will let you make up your own <laughs> own mind if you ever see it. So I, I and the up. fact that uh, that my friend went out in public with me, I, I have to give him credit. I looked up real quick that uh, Shark Boy lawsuit because it has its own little section on uh, Shark Boy's <laughs> Wikipedia, and so uh, yeah, so Shark Boy uh, filed the lawsuit in June of 2005, claiming that Miramax, the studio that released the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, infringed upon his trademark and demanded uh, any money, profits, and advantages wrongfully gained. Uh, five months later, November of 05, it emerged that Miramax had attempted to have the case dismissed in addition to requesting that the court nullify Roll's trademark on the basis that, quote, plaintiff is a male whose services are rendered only when he is wearing a costume depicting shark-like attributes. In April of 2007, it's almost two years after uh, the suit was settled for an undisclosed amount. Well, it's uh, Miramax, so I'm sure Harvey Weinstein, you know, he's familiar with settling suits out of court. Whoa. Hey, 
Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I toned it down from my original thought that I was going to say. So I appreciate that. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, El Santo. El Santo was so mm-hmm. uh, uh, famous for his uh, wearing the mask that w- when he was depicted in the 2017 Disney Pixar movie Coco, he is a skeleton wearing the mask. Uh, you know, some guys, they just, they would go, you know, as you mentioned, it's like an, an extra identity that you could go out in public and without the mask and not be hounded. But for a lot of those uh, Mexican, Mexican luchadors, it was very much, you know, like that, that's, you know, like, uh, who was it? Uh, Mil Mascaris, who was like the Mexican mm-hmm. Superman or, or uh, Hulk Hogan or something like that. And, you know, he just, they, they wanted, they sought out that, that fame and recognition, I think for, for many of them. So, um, now back to comics, what mm-hmm. all, I mean, we've been talking a lot about full face coverings, but do you consider what Batman wears to be a mask? It's always referred to as the quote, cape and cowl. I think generically it, it is a mask and, uh, you know, it, I don't know if you saw, I believe it was, uh, Camille Nanjali, I pronounced his name correctly. I probably didn't because I have a tendency to butcher names. But he uh, sent out a tweet a few weeks ago about, you know, people who don't want to wear a mask still think, but think Batman is cool or something like that, where he was like saying, hey, if you, you know, why can't you wear a mask like Batman wears a mask? And people had to be like, um, you realize Batman's mask doesn't work in preventing the spread of COVID, right? Because the one part of your face that you have to cover up is the part that he has open. So I was going to ask you, who are some of your favorite superhero masks? So I do like the simplicity of the, uh, like the domino mask that Green Lantern wears, obviously. Uh, I, I, I love the classic style of the Spider Man mask. Going even a little bit older than that, for some reason, and maybe it's because this was, at least for many of us, uh, maybe even in pop culture, the first mask, but the Lone Ranger or Zorro, you know, mm-hmm. were, uh, you know, th- those were some of, w- without that type of, for lack of a better term, masked vigilante, you don't, I don't think you necessarily get to, you know, like the, the, Batman's or the Green Lanterns or the Spider-Man's because everything has to start somewhere. Maybe that masked character, you know, started long ago. Well, I don't know. Um, but you know, I have a deep appreciation for, you know, for, for that, those quote unquote humble, humble beginnings. I lost my train of thought. I was going to say when it comes to masks, and then I had something to follow that up with, but I, I can't think of what it was right now. Well, I mean, um, I can always include Deadpool, you know, because mm-hmm. that that has grown. Mm-hmm. But I, I also feel like saying Deadpool anything right now just feels like it's jumping on a bandwagon that doesn't need any more, you know, warm bodies on it. Uh, Captain America, I think, has a very iconic look. I've always appreciated, uh, and maybe this is a reverse mask because it's not what we consider a mask, but, uh, you know, the the different hairstyle and the glasses of a Clark Kent. Cause I think, you know, mm. that was often his, you know, mask, you know, his, you know, identity as, as Superman but without a mask, you're very exposed. So, and I think Christopher Reeve pulled it off so well in that he played it, you know, Clark Kent and Superman completely different. There was no, 
you know, like, no wonder um, Amy Adams was able to determine that Henry Cavill's Clark Kent was Superman because they carried themselves the exact same way where uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, when he put on the mask of the glasses and and the little, uh, you know, hat and suit and showed up at the Daily Planet, he was bumbling, he was awkward, he was uncomfortable, whereas Superman, you know, floats in and he's, like, radiates confidence and, and, uh, and power, so... You know, I think in that case, uh, you know, the the mask was the glasses. And the fact that no one could tell the difference. That's amazing. No, <laughs> well, I remember what I was going to say is I'm sure um, you probably discussed this on Nerds United last week. Um, the new trailer for The Batman has mm-hmm. come out. Um, Catwoman's mask in the trailer is looks basically just like a ski mask um, with the holes cut, the eyes cut out into just a visor. Maybe a ninja mask would be a better way to to say it. How do you feel about these interpretations of taking an established look and changing it to something? Because I, I, I can't remember if Gotham did the same thing when Catwoman first started. I feel like um, what what I remember because I didn't I didn't watch all of Gotham. I don't know any anybody who did. Um, unless that was you, Chad. Okay. <laughs> I did. I, I binged watched the entire ser- season after it was over. And, uh, yeah, that did, last season. As I said, did you feel better, uh, or worse about yourself after fin- finishing it all? I, I felt bad, but, uh, I will say one thing about, uh, cause we're just going off topic here. Every few minutes, the new Bill and Ted face the music movie. Mm-hmm. There is a evil robot who is played by the, um, bald assassin from Gotham. I think his name is like Zazu or Oh Victor Zazu. Zerzies or yes, yeah. Um, and he he's also in the TV show Barry on HBO, and he has uh, great comedic timing. So I'm, I'm I'm curious to see him more do comedy than being a sniper. But all right, back to our topic at hand. Yeah, so I don't I don't mind the reimagining or the various interpretations of, uh, you know, some of these classes. Like, look, anybody who in 2020 expected a Riddler to show up in a green suit with question marks all over it is kidding themselves. Uh, that, you know, that that played poorly 20-something years ago with Jim Carrey. And that, that was a movie that I enjoyed at that time, you know. Um, and, and so, you know, this might... I don't necessarily know that the Batman movie has to be rated R, but I can definitely see where it might be heading that direction. And if so, you got to, you you know, then you can come out. I think if this one's rated R, then you can come out with a movie that maybe is geared more for multiple generations. So. I will save my comment for off air because it's going to, us from uh, the mass topic at hand. So, in the realm of superheroes, what about supervillains? Though, are there any supervillain masks that you can think of that? Uh, if you promise, do, not, does the Suicide Squad fit in there? I, I really like uh, uh, Deadshot's face covering. Uh, I really like um, uh, Deathstroke's face covering. Oddly enough, and don't don't call me too much of a Kevin Smith fanboy here, but Onomatopoeia has a really unique look in that it's kind of just a it, it almost looks imagine uh, like the the black Spider Man 
type of mask, but instead of the uh, the white eyes that kind of become, you know, what we associate with venom, it's just got like orange circles, like three or four orange circles in the front. Um, mm. and, and so, you know, that, that's different. Um, trying to think of any really iconic, uh, Marvel masks on the villain side. And, and I'm not, you know, Magneto's got the helmet, which I think, you know, is probably for me and, and obviously Dr. Doom's mask. Those, those would probably be the ones that jump out the most, but, uh, yeah, I don't. What about you? I, I've I've talked an awful lot about some of my favorites, but what what masks in uh, comics stand out to you? Yeah, I am trying to think. I've actually pulled up. I, I did a Google search for a, a superhero mask, and all I got are like kids masks that you can buy for party favors. But you know, going back to the whole kind of just covering the eyes and no one understanding or no one recognizing you, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There you go. Do they really conceal their identity that much? <laughs> I mean, how many turtles are running around normal that right. you have to put on uh, a bandana <laughs> to is, hide your identity? What is that color? So I think the trench coat works more. What is that color uh, bandana doing? It's not doing anything. You're still a big green turtle. Yeah. So other than that, I'm trying to think of of good math. And, and, you know, I'm a fan of the full on mask and, you know, I, if I had to buy a mask, kind of like I do with um, with wrestling, I would love to tell you, but we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. dot